Hello cult hackers, welcome to the podcast. I'm Celine, a media graduate. With an interest in cults, obviously. It's implied. <laughs> um, and I'm Stephen Mather, organisational psychologist, uh, former member of a high control group, I call a cult, and um, yeah, also really interested in cults. So welcome to the show. So it's the end of the year, we're talking about Christmas. It's Christmas. <laughs> We decided on the theme of the podcast, but we haven't really talked about much else. But the theme of the of the podcast is Christmas. It's complicated. So why have we why have we called it that? Um. Well, because we love Christmas. We have a grand time, but um, it has developed over time. Like mm-hmm. the joy, the Christmas joy, um, and the things we do. So just to let everybody know who maybe has stumbled upon this podcast, um, I'm an ex-Jehovah's Witness. So as a Jehovah's Witness, I didn't celebrate Christmas at all. So as a child, no no presents, no Christmas trees, no pretty lights, none of that stuff. And had to sit outside when they were doing Christmassy things at school. No stingle for you. Couldn't do any of the fun mm-hmm. things. Uh, no, none of that. So um, when... When we left, I was around 30 and you were uh, a young little baby, well, a toddler, I would say, really. Um, when we properly fully left, yeah. Like yeah. once we st- and once mum was out as well, That's probably right. more like four. Yeah. Once it was like, because like we said, leaving is a process. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, as much as we talk about how you guys are expecting me and that's what made you leave it's not like it was like clean break and that's it that's right it takes a process and also yeah mum was still going for a bit after you stopped going so by the time I think we'd finally eased out of it the fade is a slow process (laughs) oh by its very nature that's the that's the way that's why it's called a fade exactly Um, so about four years of fading that's right and um and over that time I think we me and mum came to uh, get interested in Christmas. So I suppose the first thing that that we thought was, well, why should we bother about Christmas? Because we don't really have any sort of history in it. We have no traditions around it. When other people, yeah, no family to celebrate it with. So when other people talk about the traditions of Christmas, you know, they kind of meant nothing to us. And that sort of hit me recently looking at Twitter and some comments on that from ex-Jehovah's Witnesses. And, um, and it kind of separated into two parts, really. Some people who embrace it, showing the Christmas trees and, um, you know, really enjoying the, the whole thing. And then other people who basically say they don't really have any interest in it and uh, they just don't bother because um, the religion has spoilt it for them, essentially. Um, and I thought it was quite interesting. Yeah, that's a shame because it. I think... I don't know. I think it's a good thing. Obviously, I was a child, so I'm grateful to have had Christmas. It would have been quite sad, I think, to not even have any um, strong reasoning for not doing it. Do you know what I mean? At least when you're a little Jehovah's Witness kid, you think you're, you've got some sort of righteous reason as to why you're not doing it. But if we just didn't do it at all, I think I w- it would have been harder yeah, to I've, justify to a child. Absolutely. <laughs> I think that, that's probably the, the reason why we did mm-hmm. Uh, honestly start doing things christmas tree and all that um was because of you so we thought well yeah it's wrong to uh, just because we didn't have it doesn't mean that you don't get it so um we started to we got a little tree um 
a small one that stood on the windowsill. It I don't know if you remember tiny. that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we had that for a couple of years and then we started to kind of get into it. So I suppose one of the things I I wanted to say, because um, I know lots of ex-Jehovah's Witnesses listen to the podcast, and I wanted to say, you know, don't feel under any pressure really. Um, mm. People like us, we we might blabber on about it and say how much we love it and everything. But if you don't, that's completely understandable, you know? And I yeah. don't, I think there is a danger that um, people feel under pressure to celebrate something that means nothing to them. But um, we just, we just sort of eased ourselves into it. It took us quite a few years really before we got to the big six foot tree, mm. um, lots of presents under the tree, stuff around, you know, decorations and all that. Um, so you may or may not want to get there. I mean, I think it's nice for kids to have um, the experience because it is part of their culture growing up. Um, but um, it's, you know, it's kind of a personal thing, really. Um, I think we we made the joke last time, you know, um, taste and see. Um, that's Christmas is good. Um, so if you're next Jehovah's Witness, you'll know what that refers to. Yeah, I have no um, idea. <laughs> I thought you were referring to some sort of advert at first. No, there's a, there's a scripture that Jehovah's Witnesses like to use that it goes like, taste and see that Jehovah is good. So try it out, you know, and you'll find out how wonderful it is. And I think that should be replaced by Christmas. Taste mm. and see how Christmas is good. Yeah. Um, you can really enjoy it. It's fun. Um, yes, uh, it's true that some people overdo it and they put lots of pressure on themselves, which was always one of the things that, you know, we were told, oh, people in the world, they really hate Christmas, to be honest. They hate it. They they wish we, they say to us, oh, I wish I was like you. We didn't have to bother with it. And so I've I grew never up heard thinking, anyone say that. <laughs> <laughs> like people I, like moan and stuff. I've never heard someone be like, I wish I just didn't celebrate oh, it at all. Yeah, like that's... they might moan about certain instances of it. Mm. Like, oh, we've got to have these in-laws around that I didn't want to bother with. Or like, you know, the, the, <laughs> yeah. but that's just life, isn't it? You know? Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, I, I I grew up thinking that people in the world really didn't like Christmas at all. It was something they had to do, and they hated it, and everybody fell out, and uh, that was it. So yeah, um, when we got to do it, it was kind of great because we didn't have any of that. I mean, true to say that because we didn't have family that were coming around, we didn't have that. So maybe we had the best um, the best part of it. I don't know, but. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyway, we we did grow to to enjoy it. Um, I, I don't know if you remember, Celine. About three years ago, I did that little cartoon animation thing about mm-hmm. our my first Christmas. Yeah. Um, I'll put a little link to it. I mean, looking at it again, it kind of made me smile. It's quite amateurish. It's like little little yeah, um, pencil drawings, but it's kind of cute. And um, yeah. if you want to watch that, you can. We mm-hmm. did that first year. Actually, we did a. Um, Video every day for 12 days or seven days? It was 12, it was seven days, yeah. That's still quite a lot of content. Oh, yeah, it's mad, wasn't it? Um, I think it got to the dizzy heights of 200 views. (laughs) What? Calm down. Nonna's Natale's got like thousands. Oh, my God. That's that's part of that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's about 42,000 downloads. That's That's part of that. So, look, here's the thing. You know what's jokes? We made that so that we could work out what sort of content to make. We get 40,000 views on something, and then we just never make that style of content ever again. (laughs) That's it. Done. Do you think that might be why we don't get the... 45,000. 45,000. 45,000. Well... 
I mean, for some YouTubers, that's like just normal. But for us, that's like, whoa, that's amazing. So, yeah, Nonna's Natale is a story of somebody we know, an Italian nonna. Um, grandma, she came across to the UK uh, when she was about 20, I think she was. And uh, she tells a story in it, basically. It's a little story about her, but she she talks about it and we filmed it. And she also makes lasagna, so we we uh, yeah, because lasagna is like a Christmas food for Italians. So it's kind of lovely and sweet, and um, it kind of makes you cry every time you watch it. Really, so yeah, lots of people love it. They love it. Yeah, yeah. It's got loads of comments too. That's kind of we're kind of proud of that. Anyway, um, it's so getting back to the Christmas thing. So yeah, I just I suppose that's my main thing is christmas we love it we do lots of things that we really like to do but we don't do anything we don't want to do so um there's things about christmas that we probably don't bother with that we don't put lights on do. the outside of the house that's right yeah we don't have big lights saying maffa family here so you won't be able to find us um. <laughs> that's right so no, we've you know. got a new neighbor who's done all that so that's kind of nice we, we can see we have their a new neighbor show yeah do i have a nickname yet <laughs> No, not yet. We've not come up with one yet. A bit far and I won't elaborate further. No, that's it. That's it. That's all we're going to say about that. Um, yeah. yeah. But anyway, um, so anything else to say about Christmas? Uh, and, and also to say Merry Christmas to all our listeners, because that's, uh, that's Christmas. nice. This is yeah. our third Christmas, Celine, um, for the yeah. podcast. It's. I get so excited. I get wrapped up in it. I love wrap, I love buying presents for everybody, getting good presents that they'll like. Um, and I know the retort to that as you don't do christmas is say well we can do presents any time of the year um which is true but it's nice when you all come together and agree time yeah. to do so do you know what i mean it's it's nice it's just nice it's, it is nice and I, I think um most most jehovah's witnesses and probably other groups who don't celebrate it actually would love it you know they'd love to do it and yeah. i think it's such a shame that yeah. they don't and it's a shame to the de- oh, I just don't understand it. I don't. I, I mean, I'm sure we've talked about it before as to why they don't do Christmas, but it just feel again. It just feels like arbitrary decision yeah. that has so to die on. So let's now. sum that up in a sentence. So the reason that Jehovah's Witnesses don't do Christmas is because there's nothing in the Bible about celebrating Jesus's birth. So the first century Christians didn't do it. Hi. Editing Stephen here. So at this point, when I was listening back to this recording and doing the editing, I realized that some people might criticize me for saying that Jesus, there was no sort of celebrating Jesus' birth. Um, I was really thinking about the first century Christians and the tradition of Christmas as we sort of know it today. Um, But I just wanted to make clear that, of course, the Bible does talk about celebrations when Jesus was born. There's not a lot of it, but in Luke 2, um, one of the Gospels, Luke talks about shepherds in the field. An angel of God appears to them, and at first they're very frightened, but then they tell him there's good news. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly host, this is verse 13 of chapter 2 of Luke, suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favour rests. So this was a, you could say, was a celebration of the birth of Jesus at the actual day. Um, And then the other 
Gospel Matthew or another Gospel Matthew, of course, talks about the three wise men as we know them, the Magi or astrologers, however you want to describe them. Um, they were sent by King Herod um, to find out about this child, but they brought gifts with them of, as we know, gold, frankincense and myrrh. Um, so again, I guess this you could say this is the precedent that was set about gift giving so that's this is kind of what what's quoted as being the origin of that tradition um so i just wanted to make that point that in the bible at the birth of jesus there are these elements that were then adopted or used as reasons for doing things in christmas um my point was that the first century christians there's no evidence in the uh, the books in the new testament after the gospels that they kind of carried on this yearly celebration. Um, at least that's what um, that's the reason Jehovah's Witnesses give for not celebrating it. Okay, just wanted to make that point. Back to the podcast. Um, but I mean, there was hardly time to get any culture going, any traditions going. Um, you know, if you believe that the books were written when they were. Um, so yeah, there's not. You know, that in itself doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it. Um, and also the, Christmas for a lot of people is secular these days. Well, you know? yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna talk about that. Um, mm. But for for Jehovah's Witnesses, the association with the date being the Saturnalia is also another problem. So, as with most holidays and celebrations, there's a kind of merging of local religions with the religion that was imposed upon them. So, locally in in uh, Europe and. Uh, lots of other places in the world that were Christianity came in. Um, they were already existing belief systems and so on, and they, they essentially merged. That's why you get Christmas trees mm. and holly and ivy and all those things that really didn't have anything to do with uh, the original, you know, Christian ideas. I mean, that was obviously nothing to do with it. So Jehovah's Witnesses, being fundamentalists, don't want anything to do with anything that has, you know, got is tainted by what they would call false religion or pagan mm. ideas. Um, and so that's, that's what happens, but yes, you're right. I mean, I was going to ask you this question actually. Um, so we both, we've both made clear that we happen to be atheists. Uh, so we don't have any belief in, in Christianity at all. Mm. Um, are we hypocrites then for celebrating Christmas? No, it's, it's cultural, isn't it? It's, um, it's culturally significant. And there's lots of things that are still hangovers from Christianity that no one's going to get upset about. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, um, I don't think chocolate Easter eggs are particularly religiously informed, but, you know, we enjoy those. And like like I said, I'm sure there are lots of things in the day to day as well that are like informed by Christianity that we just don't even realise are. And not just Christianity, but other, other religions. religions like wedding rings and so on, you know, lots of pagan well, exactly. origins to some of these things. Yeah, um, exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's lots of things that we all do that have just become part of. And that's what history is. That's why I think it's nice to be a, to be a part of this world is that we, you know, things become part of your culture, your history, your heritage, and you are involved in them. That's right. <laughs> it's yeah. nice. It's nice to yeah, be involved in the world. Exactly. And you don't and you have, don't... Like, so you don't have to be that religion. Like there was people, um, you know, at my previous work that were Muslim that would still get Christmas cards for people yeah. just because it's yeah. nice. It's a time yeah. to give recognition to somebody and give them a little card and say thank you. And absolutely, you know, it's, it's just yeah. nice, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. And it, it's um, 
yeah, why why not? You know, why why not be part of a of a culture that you grow up in mm. and is is part of your of your existence? It is part of what binds us together, um, which of course is what is what religions um, like Jehovah's Witnesses or cultic groups they don't want to um, bind together with the rest of the world. It is about isolation. It is about staying separate. So that's the other reason I think for not doing it is because. It is another way of separating the group from society, from the world, which of course is is a big part of um, of what you're supposed to do. Be no part of the world. So, um, so that's another reason for not doing it. So, yeah, we um, that's the reason. Not very good reasons for not celebrating it. Again, um, I don't think you should be forced to do things you don't want to do. You shouldn't. You shouldn't be made to feel guilty if you don't care about Christmas. But also, don't um, you know? Don't think you have to do it, go the whole hog, as it were. Um, you can just um, dabble a bit and just enjoy what you enjoy, and um, and you know, take it from there. And that's that's what we do. So it's going to be my first time waking up not in the family oh, house on Christmas, isn't it? It's going to feel strange. It really is. Yeah, we'll be there though. I'm coming yeah. over. Yeah. You have to, and you can't open the presents in the morning anyway. So, (laughs) yeah, because mum's at work. So, it's not like you will be waiting. No, that's fine. Um, It's just, it's fine. It's fine. Um, It's just part of life, isn't it? You move on and. that's, and then come round in the in the morning. <laughs> right, so it's that'll fun. be good. We'll still so, yeah, be there. It'll be nice. It'll be nice. But um, the other thing I did want to say is that obviously some uh, people, and not just ex Jehovah's Witnesses, but others too, it is quite a lonely time. So mm-hmm. um, if you're again think about it from the XJW perspective, if you've left and all your family are still witnesses, you may be being shunned, and um, that can be really difficult. So I think I want to say, you know, hello to you. And, um, you know, we kind of understand um, some of what you're going through, not anything, you know, no one can understand exactly what somebody else is going through, but that must be very difficult. Um, But, um, you know, you've got support and you've got thoughts from uh, a large community of ex-members who do understand how you feel. I know there's, there's certain groups that do get together, so um, there's often a little get together online or there's things like that you can you can do uh, various different groups so um, yeah avail yourself of those if you if you feel like you want to do that um, and of course if you're working um, you might have opportunity to get together with some of your colleagues that's um, that's mm-hmm. something that you know gives you a taste of it and, and gives you a feeling that you're part of something mm-hmm. Yeah, I think much like the term, it's used a lot for um, the LGBTQIA plus group, um, but the the term found family. And I think a lot of people that are ex-JW probably feel that too. So hoping that you've, you know, we've got people that, you know, I understand a lot of people lose people, but hopefully you've found people too. And um, you don't have to be with your blood relatives at Christmas for it to count. (laughs) Absolutely. Now that you put it much better than I did, that's great. That's fine. <laughs> just I have to come in and do my little bit, you see, and then yeah, just, good. Just, that's it. There you go. Okay, so the other thing we wanted to talk about, shall we call it the second segment? Yeah, sure. Like the professionals do. Well, the second segment of the Christingle Orange. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> no, you don't know what Christingle is? No. 
Uh, it's the Jehovah's Witness upbringing. That's what it is. Yeah, I don't know. It's what um. Well, to be honest, do do any of us know? But basically, you have a you have like a clementine, and you tie a red ribbon around it, and then you right. get a cocktail sticks, and you stick sweets through them, and then you stick them into the into the clementine, and then you put a candle on the top of the clementine, um, and you light the clementine. And you sing hymns. <laughs> oh, okay. But I, d- I don't know what the purpose was, but we did it at school. We walked to the to the church from the school with our clementines, right? <laughs> stabbed with cocktail sticks and a little Sounds and bizarre. a candle. And then when mm. yeah, when you get there, I don't know if we were allowed to light it actually, because they were probably terrified because all the schools like came together uh, as well. Great idea. Give all the children a match. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give them a box know. of matches each. It was great, though. And then you just, on the way home, you eat your Chris Dingle sweets. Don't know if you meant to, but we did. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Chris Dingle. Anyway, okay. Symbolic object used in Advent of Christmas. Okay. Cool. It's German in origin. Uh, Little Christ child. So many things are. Light of the world. Some of them are hilarious. So if you look at the Wikipedia for the listeners, go onto the Wikipedia and look up Chris Dingle. Because we just had, like, little cake like you know like little cake candles like the the little ones these are like full-on dinner like big dinner table candles look at them oh wow yeah so if you want to laugh at something there you go for the american listeners i think they'll probably have no idea about that so go look it up it's really weird and interesting (laughs) have a christmas adventure chris dingle okay well that's far that's far too much of um all of that let's um... yeah that's why i'm sending them off to go on a christmas adventure Okay, go for a Christmas hunt, treasure hunt. Right, okay, so what else? uh, Second segment, what are we going to talk about on our second segment? Uh, that that's, that was up to you. Okay, yeah. I, so I bring you first segment. <laughs> okay, so I wanted to talk about. Well, actually, we both. No, this isn't true. You you raised this actually, Celine. Oh, uh, this bit. This, yes, yeah. this is why we do the podcast. So, mm. um, we've been doing the podcast now for over a couple of years. It's cost us more than we expected, which I won't go into. But um, it's it's been really great fun we've really enjoyed doing it but it has it has been quite costly um so there is there is a question you know that we have asked ourselves is why do we do it um and we could expand that to why does anybody do uh podcasts or youtube channels or or what i would call activism you know working in um in a in a sort of active way to try and help people who have left or even to change government policy and things like that. So, you know, why why does anybody do this stuff? Um, mm. Obviously, we can't know why everybody does what they do, but we can talk about what, why we do it. So that was your question, really. And I think it's a great, great question to talk about. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I'll, I'll ask you first, why why do you do the podcast? Why, why are you doing it? So, I mean, let's talk about it in terms of, like, how we got here, I guess. So yeah. I when we started in this podcast, it wasn't actually about this particular, it wasn't this content. 
it was a bit more generic um, mm. and it was very much just kind of nerdy um, father-daughter relationship, um, you know, talking about life and sci-fi and stuff like that. Um, then we made a story about when well, you made a story, we told your story in three mm. parts. It was an epic. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> the epics all come in three parts. That's right. Um so we we did your story and that actually did really well. People engaged with that more than it engaged with our previous yeah. sort of content. Um and then we kind of you know now people knew about that aspect of your life we could talk about it in other ways. So we still talk about this previous content but what bled more into it was your history and cultural background of and being raised and that sort of thing and we carried on doing that kind of element so we were talking about subjects and then slowly over time it morphed more and more into through the lens of a cultural um a culty backdrop Mm. and then you said about having a guest because you sort of got to having a a kind of internet friend with jexit Mm. so you we had a guest and then that kind of rolled from there so i mean we've got to say thank you to jexit because uh, we probably wouldn't be having all these guests and doing what we're doing you're the first one so thank yeah that's you. true jexit was guest. our riley uh, was our yeah. first um first yeah. guest and of course he's he's in the latest podcast as yeah. as of recording first yeah, and so, regular yeah. so that's right yeah um so thank you and um so yeah that was a, a big sort of turning moment for the podcast mm. and from that point on i would say we really were in to doing this kind of content and we yeah we're really talking about it from the point of view of if you've left we want to basically instigate conversations so aware of the thought stopping that Mm. has been talked about a lot we wanted to do thought starting i suppose um yeah so we were that that's kind of how we ended up here um the question i suppose is then i guess what you have to have a reason for wanting to do that though. Cause it's quite a lot of like a big yeah. process, a lot of effort, many years. <laughs> why mm. did, you know, why did we keep wanting to make it, you know, what, what drew us towards it? And I've got to say for me, I remember I, I've always spoken uh, about the fact that I'm grateful. I wasn't raised in it because I know my life would be worse. Um, yeah. I, you know, I've talked about that with friends before, like at uni, I remember I was walking home once with a friend who was walking me home after a party and I was just like, well, like I'm really grateful because I think if I'd been raised in that, I wouldn't be at uni right now. I'd be probably married to someone like Mm. that I'd barely knew (laughs) Mm. until the moment of us going home together for the rest of our lives, apparently, and just living that. And I was really grateful I wasn't. (laughs) Mm. And so that kind of, I guess, resurfaced in my mind because I was talking, you know, sad and getting real for a minute I was talking to people that had not been so lucky and had been raised like that and especially the women that had you know ended up married to people they didn't want to be married to or like the guys Mm. as well we've talked we've spoke Mm. to you know lots of young people that ended up married people they didn't want to be married to in the end because of that and I really connected and resonated with that because I was very aware that you know in the in the most minor of ways like in terms of repercussions of a cult that was definitely I think something that would have been in my future. So well, you say minor, but not necessarily. I mean, no, not necessarily because you don't know who you might end up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you know, in terms of some of the other things we've talked yeah. about, but mm, um, 
you know, so that resonated with me and I wanted to talk more about, yeah, the, um, the kind of relationship side of things, um, and really get into that. Obviously then the, the sort of things with women I got, it always annoyed me, but the once mm. we started talking to more people mm. about it and we kind of opened the can of worms, I suppose, like yeah. previous to that, it annoyed me, but in like less of an active way, like it wasn't obviously at the forefront of my mind all the time. But then when we were talking to people more regularly and I guess I was allowing myself to think about it more, it annoyed me. <laughs> um, yeah. So I wanted to give people a chance to talk about their stories and we've had people approach us that have asked to talk about their stories particularly women who have gone through the things that annoy me because they've you know not had a chance to talk about their stories so that was really important so it's kind of yeah why do we do the interviews because there's people that have been silenced and we have you know not a massive platform but we do have a platform so if anyone Mm. wants to tell their story then I want them to be able to do that so if we keep making our stuff Mm. their stories keep being heard and that's really important um and yeah just as you've spoken to before the situation of women Mm. you knew it was bad before but i think now you know it's absolutely yeah so i i think i can talk to that as well you know uh, i was in it obviously growing up and until i was 30 so all, all growing up into an adult proper adult man and yet I would honestly say I didn't really understand the full horror of what it is like for some some women now of course you know there there may well be some women who uh, will tell you I'm sure they will tell you that they actually really like the their situation and they're more than happy to fulfill their role Um, and okay that's that's their testimony and fine but there's also the people we've spoken to who have not happy had terrible times and i don't think i fully appreciated just the the sheer level of Misogyny unhappiness and, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. um and and i think to talk to people you get a completely different level of understanding you know you really you really understand what that is like you know and i i don't want to kind of name any names because then it sounds like there's others that i've forgotten and i so just go back and listen to the interviews with women i think a lot of them are authors as well so they've written their stories we've spoken to a lot of women who have written their stories and we will continue to do that um it is a it is just absolutely mind expanding i think to understand what that is like um especially for a man but for anybody and also for people who are not familiar with these groups for jehovah's witnesses or children of god or uh, mormons or whatever the the group is i think for anybody that's not experienced any of that it's important to understand what that process is like and what it's like to experience that it's one of the things one of the ways that cults are able to continue to exist is that people just don't realize how dangerous they are they just we we just put them in the basket of odd but harmless um and they're not or many of them are not odd but harmless they are odd but they're far from harmless and and it's the harm bit that we need to change yeah um another thing that's been particularly troubling as to why we keep making it um is the uh 
well, a trigger warning, I suppose, is the is the child sexual abuse um, mm. in pretty much all of these groups. To be quite honest, it's not mm. just one, um, but you know, especially after the Australian Commission and things like that, and we are very aware and these one you know two witness rules and things like this and they all have their own variants of these Mm. kind of stupid sticking points that allow these abuses to happen and continue to happen um i think it's so important that that's being spoken about because these are it sounded like uh, i don't want to sound um you know like i'm trying to make things more dramatic but i do think you know these are these are human rights abuses (laughs) yeah and they need to be spoken about so yeah. um i think that's really important and um we need to keep talking about it and we need to know it's happening here it's not just somewhere else um you know somewhere oh you know it happens in places not like ours you know mm. it is it's happening mm. here it's happening in churches near you it's happening yeah. all the time and we need to talk about it and we need to stop it absolutely and I think it's also important to talk about it in a in a way that is honest and uh, truthful. <laughs> Those two things are the same. Um, but I, I think we've always tried to be honest and fair, I suppose, about what's happening. So, you know, it's um, it's the the conditions that are created by the policies and beliefs of these groups that create. Um, pockets of opportunity let's say for pedophiles and for people who are misogynist and um, all of the horrible things that we talk about so they are responsible because they create the conditions that that allow people to continue to do what they're doing just as just as uh, jehovah's witnesses criticize very very strongly the catholic church for not dealing with priests who are doing things and then just ship them off to another parish or whatever you know this was this was a common criticism of the church for what they did there um this again is a result of a policy that is allowing this sort of behavior to continue and so they are accountable for it and it's not just a policy at the end of the day is it that we that creates this it's multiple policies um and beliefs yeah and beliefs it's the lack of um you know, it's the lack of female involvement in, you know, protecting people. Because um, at the end of the day, if someone comes for if if a, if someone comes forward that's been abused, I don't think they should be faced with three older no. men. No. I think that's just wrong. And there's a reason that, you know, we have rules and regulations as to how we approach people in the world when it comes to abuses. And I just don't, you know we have DBS checks to make sure that people that are in positions of power dealing with young and just vulnerable people, vulnerable adults as well, are DBS checked. I think it's bizarre that someone can be put in a position of extreme authority and power and have no checks done on them. Mm. You know, they can come in, you have no idea of, you know, if they've just moved from a different congregation or like they've come into the religion and they were worldly yeah. before. You have no idea of their history, their past, because um, they don't, you know, agree with following the rules of like, you know, or like involving the worldly situation mm. or whatever. But DBS checks are good and important, and I think they should be happening. <laughs> Absolutely, it's just a very normal thing. If you ever yeah. 
working um, with or around. If you're going to call yourself a charity, mm. if you work for a charity and you're working with the people, if you're going to work for Age UK, which is a charity, you will yeah. be DBS checked. You will not mm. be going around doing visits mm. as a non like checked person. And at the end of the day, these people, these elders come to people's homes, you know, to, to do flock, you know, visits mm. without any checks, you know? Yeah. Okay. So, um, that's so another that's reason. really important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another thing is the blood just again, yeah. really important because uh, children, it's the children, it's the vulnerable people at the end mm. of the day that it worries me for. Um, and I think after talking about that, those are the main things it's, it's um it's unnecessary harm that and, yeah. and potentially death that could be that could be avoided and that's why we've got to talk about it yeah so talking about it brings it out into the open um i think from my perspective it's also um i feel like i've i've wanted to talk about this stuff for so many years um and i've not because of being afraid of the consequences of that. So I've, I feel like I've not had a voice and, you know, I've, I've kept it to myself really for so many, so many years. Um, I might talk to individuals about it, but never publicly um, because of the threat of what might happen if you do, you know, and this, this applies 20 odd years later. Um, when we first started the podcast, I mean, we did start with a People in Cults episode, which was really about how we should think about how people get into these groups and so on. So we we were interested in the subjects, but it wasn't going to be about that, was it? It was that was just one topic to talk about. But as you say, um, it really did. The floodgates opened when I found that I wanted to finally talk about it, which was the the, the my story bit and. From there, it was yeah, floodgates opened, and obviously talked to Riley and then others. Um, yeah. And yeah, it, for me, it's also a feeling, as I say, that I needed to to talk about my own experience, my story. Um, I hadn't done that before. I had a lot to say. I had a lot of feelings about it, and I've not covered all of those. But you know, so that's that's for me part of why I've done it. And then, of course, you get the um the responses from from people who listen to the podcast and who say thank you and it really helped me and that came as a complete and utter bolt out of the blue to be honest Celine I I never expected people to respond like that at all um but yeah it's it's really it's like I don't know I feel like you know, finally being able to do something that helps other people in some way is mm-hmm. just brilliant. And uh, sometimes when you say things like that, it sounds a bit twee and self-important, but all we're doing is you and I, father and daughter, having a talk online, you know, chatting to each other about certain subjects and talking about various topics and so on. I don't think it's hard what we do, really. Um, it's an absolute pleasure but for for people to be able to say that they really get something out of it i think is just amazing mm-hmm. and you know i can't say how much that means uh to me when when we get comments like that and we we do you know sometimes the people send us messages directly which we we never talk about obviously on the podcast because they've sent it privately 
But then when people um, leave comments um, on Apple Podcasts or whatever, then obviously we can talk about those. So we've got a few to talk about. Before I do that, is there anything you want to say about that? No, I think it's the right time to go for it, isn't it? Okay. So um, I discovered it took me quite a while because, you know, I'm old. Mm. Um, But I found out how to access other countries' Apple Ah. um, responses. So I I finally got to see what people are saying about the podcast around the world. So whatever part of the, the, the world you are, when you look at the comments, you're only seeing the comments from that region. So if you're in the US, you're only seeing comments of people who respond in the US. Mm-hmm. Same for UK, same for Australia and so on. Um, and that's because of a little little two-letter uh, identifier in the path of the website. So um, I found how to put the different letters in. So, um, yeah, I, I'm going to read a few comments from various parts of the world. Um and um, yeah, it seems like a nice thing to do. Hmm. Um, so this one is from DD version 2.0. Uh, this is a UK person. They say, superb podcast. This is one of the only podcast channels I religiously, they put in mm-hmm. inverted commas with a little smiley, listen to. The guests, subjects covered, and thirst for understanding of cult mentality really is a breath of fresh air. Keep up the great work. This podcast channel has helped me heal, grow, and move forward from a cult more than anything else. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, that's just so lovely. Thank you so mm-hmm. much. Um, we we should mention that during the year, we, of course, changed our name from What Should I Think About to Cult Hackers, which was kind of a big deal. It took us a long time to make that decision. And um, Yeah, funny it that something. it happened during our difficult our difficult time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah, that's right, because what should I think about gave us much wider sort of breadth of things that we could cover. Mm. Cult Hackers focuses a little bit more, obviously, on some of the core stuff, although we we can make lots of excuses why we want to talk about the KLF or something. Mm. Um, but, um, but yeah, it's it has meant that it's a bit more focused. But Okay, so thank you, DD version 2.0. Uh, the next one's from Jack Mag Seb. Um, wonderful is the heading. <laughs> Loving this respectful and insightful father-daughter team. So happy I stumbled across this podcast. Lovely. Thank you so much. That's <laughs> lovely. Um, then they go on to say, thanks, Hank, for your excellent work. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know who Hank is, but um, I don't know. So um, maybe it's a spell... Um, auto yeah probably thing i don't know but that kind of made me laugh so please leave that up it's brilliant it just really <laughs> um okay and um this next one's from the us um and this is from rose witch 13 and it's from the episode that we talked to hillary alexandra who was the person from christian science and it's the title is jonestown in slow motion this yeah. person says, I listened to the podcast about Christian science with Hilary Alexander. It's hard to believe that such 18th century beliefs are still being held in the mind of people in this day and age. I like the interviews and the person interviewed did a good job explaining the horror that is Christian science, not to be confused with Scientology. 
I look forward to more podcasts on this topic and on other cult topics too. So thank you, Rosewitch13. Um, yes, um, I've I've got some other people who are ex-Christian Science who I've spoken to, and it's really just about managing to organise a time to do the interview. So I think there'll definitely be some more people with that experience next year. So I think there's there's quite a lot to say about that group. Um, so yeah, sure we'll have some more guess from that that background yeah it's good isn't it it is um i enjoy talking to hillary actually very much yeah very much next one is reagan hun and uh, they say great podcast for new xjw or pimo uh physically and mentally out of course pimo i found this podcast in the beginning of my leaving the jw faith after i wasn't struck by lightning <laughs> by listening to someone who gives validation to your thoughts as a newly emerging JW, I listened harder. I took notes. I read the books mentioned. This podcast is insightful, especially for a born-in JW like me. I don't always have to agree, but the material that's presented seems so thoughtful and it makes you think. Always a good listen and the interviews are very diverse, but the experiences are the same. Mm. So I don't know what you think about that one, but I've got a couple no, of things... It's nice as well because we've always said we're not trying to create our own cult and get everyone Absolutely. to approve us. So it's nice when people yeah. say that. Um, I love that. Mm-hmm. I, I love that, you know, don't always agree. Um, you don't have to agree. And that's absolutely right. You know, and that makes me feel yeah. good because I, I, I'm always very worried about, I don't want people to do what I tell them to do. You know, I, I do have beliefs, obviously, as do you, but. It's up to individuals, isn't it, what they do mm. and what they believe. So that's great, and I appreciate that. And it's also, again, something I didn't expect. So when we did the, when we did start to talk about cult matters, I think we really did try to target people who had left and who were trying to make sense of the world. So this was not, we have never really targeted Jehovah's Witnesses, Um existing jehovah's witnesses some activists do that and i think that's important and i you know i I support their work but i personally that's not something i've wanted to do so far um i think there's this whole group of people that have left already have made their decision but now need help um and sometimes it is just knowing that there are other people out there like them um and we we can't give them psychological counseling help but we can say you know we we understand and um, there's some stuff here that that is kind of useful and, and important so um that's great um again from the us avg or avg mm-hmm. um the psychological impact just finished listening to the psychological impact of shunning with dr mm-hmm. heather ransom this is a perfect episode to share with someone who wants to understand what it means to leave jw as an xjw raised in it disfellowship twice out for good now i find that in trying to explain what it means to have that background and the struggle to navigate the world most people have a hard time believing some of the stories or the fact that my own family won't talk to me because i chose to leave their religion this episode was so informative and validating thank you so much very important episode wasn't it yeah it kind of almost brings a tear to your eye actually listening Mm. to that or reading that 
for me. Yeah, Heather Ransom, really hope we get to talk to Dr. Heather Ransom again. Absolutely love talking to her. Um, ne- we said this last year, but next year we are definitely going to do some panels. <laughs> yeah, um, we do need to do some panels. <laughs> yeah, so it'd be great to get some academics together talking about some of these issues so mm. that's one of the things on my list um the other thing that i've actually already started to action which i haven't told you about yet Celine, is mm. um we're going to do an episode early next year with some of the podcasters so um casey from the court vaults uh in we've got um elgin straight he's he's in and uh, his podcast is called Falling Out. It's, he's an ex-Mooney. Um, also, Clint Haycock from the Mindshift podcast. He's in. And there's others that I'm approaching. So um, I don't, we might have to do two, I think. Um, but anyway, that's going to be really exciting. So there, there is a feeling, I think, in this little podcasting community that we need to help each other out a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um the sort of cult podcast, the next cult members podcast. So that's something we're going to do next year. And I'm really excited about that because some yeah. great people. No, it'd be good fun, wouldn't it? Oh, mm-hmm. I think it absolutely will. Yeah. So there's that. And there's the other one I wanted to do is get the writers together. So there's so many great writers that mm. have written their stories. It'd be great mm-hmm. to get them together yeah, definitely. and talk about that process. And because um, I'm sure there are lots of listeners who are thinking about writing their own book. Um, and uh, that might be useful to hear how other people have done mm-hmm. that. Okay, um, and then there's one from Canada. This is Hard Rock Nash. Uh, this was at around the time of my birthday, by the looks of it. So, happy birthday. I love your podcast. Um, this person says, I listen to you guys while working and always enjoy the chats. Wish I could chime in sometimes. Uh, keep it up. Entertaining, informative, and heartfelt. Um, thank you hard rock nash um so i think useful to say you know if people want to come on the podcast then yeah reach out um yeah just message uh, because that's what some people have done that's um, That's right come on and you can approach either of us so different people approach whoever they feel like more comfy to approach absolutely Mm -hmm. yeah and um you know we want to make sure we we do our due diligence in in terms of making sure that people are um in in the right state of mind if you like so we have a chat and um we 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 want to make sure that that it's okay you know we we don't want to make things worse but um so far everybody that's approached us we've um we've put them on because it's great to listen to them and if people want to talk about it then as you said we want to to provide a platform for that i think it's really really important um okay final one is from australia uh from gnome b or know me be i don't know and um this one was about the special with um your fiance now Celine. so was energetically moved by the quantum physics and woo just to say i was still listening at the end i listened in bits and pieces to this episode three times while i was mm-hmm. drifting around doing stuff over a few days mm-hmm. it helps me not feel so intimidated or tricked by people going on about shro fingers cat and that's a joke um, and consciousness making things exist higher vibrations etc i love the relaxed and open-minded non-sensational approach of this podcast nice. so that well, was Thomas nice. really wants to make more he, he loves talking right. about it well you can ask him about the um the fusion news big the fusion, fusion news, news. 
We should have a little <laughs> jingle for it. Fusion news. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't know if he's aware of that, but um, mention it to him. And, he's yelled uh, we'll... downstairs, do you know about Fusion News? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, get him on. We'll get him on to talk about the Fusion News. Big Fusion News. Happening. Big news in the Fusion sphere. Exactly. Um, so that's that's one thing. But yes, we're going to get Thomas on again because mm. um, he was very popular. Nice. So I don't think there's anything else. Um, so we need to wrap it's it prob- up, I think. It's probably good, to be honest, because it's bloody cold up here. <laughs> can you see my breath? Because I can. I can't through the camera, no. I can't see. But I can um, see my own I can see breath. that you're wrapped up with a, a Christmas hat on. Like a sort of Santa Claus hat. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you're nicely wrapped up. An acceptable up. indoors hat, a Santa hat. Indeed. Okay, well, um, it's the end of the year, really. So um, just want to say thank you again for listening to us over to 2022. Uh, 2023 comes next, Celine. Yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so we've got a lot of plans for the year and uh, yeah very excited about that please keep listening um, <laughs> hey don't forget do a review <laughs> reviews are great we love reviews and other that's mainly on the Apple uh, platform but others generally have a, like a, a, a like or follow or something like that um, the more of that you do the more people get to hear about it so that's that's great if you can do that um, if you want to become a patron that's brilliant. I'm starting. I've done this um, reflections podcast now every week for the last sort of five weeks, I think. Mm-hmm. So I'm keeping going with it. Um, that's my plan. So the more patrons we get, the more I kind of develop that, mm-hmm. um, and that can become something a bit more beefy as time goes on. But um, I talked last week about the Reichsburger movement. Yeah. So you may have heard on the news that uh, Germany had a big security alert. 3,000 um, officers raided a number of places when a a plot was discovered to overthrow the German government by, uh, well, a kind of bizarre group. Anyway, so that we talk about that, or I talk about that, on the Reflections podcast, which is uh, an exclusive one for the patrons. And um, just a pound or a dollar fifty... A month, I mean, that is like, I mean, it's not even a cup of coffee, is it? Mm-hmm. Um, that's all it it, uh, it costs to be a patron. So, um, yeah, if you want to do that, that'd be brilliant. Um, so I guess that's it. Let's say Merry Christmas and uh, Happy New Year. And uh, thank you once again for being our listeners. See you soon. Bye. 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 the new opening get it by the end of next year i've done it doing the other one for two years oh
Just this is just the new opening. Me moaning. <laughs> yeah, we 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 need to put this in. Yeah. <laughs>